Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one familiar page of Talmud every day, or should I say familial? Because today's pages, Nadarim 68 and 69, kick things off with a bang. Have a listen to this. According to him, he establishes it to teach the other statement of Rava. Get this. If her betrothed died, a woman's betrothed died, without ratifying the vow, her father can nullify it on his own. The Gemara then asks, and Rava, who derives the halacha that the father and the betrothed of the young woman together nullify her vows from the phrase, and if she be to a husband, Numbers 37, what does he do with this verse that the school of Rabbi Ishmael taught as the source for the father and the betrothed nullifying the young woman's vows? The Gemara answers, he requires that phrase between a man and his wife in order to say that the husband can nullify only vows that are between him and her, i.e. vows that negatively impact their marital relationship. But he cannot nullify any other type of vow. I have to be very frank. I read this paragraph again and again and again. I sense that there is something deeply profound and perhaps even disturbing in it, but I don't quite know what. So when that happens to me, and it happens very often as we study Talmud together, I have the privilege, the pleasure of calling the one man who I know could sort it all out for me and for you, our teacher and friend, Rabbi David Beshevkin. How are you, my friend? Leo, what an absolute joy. And you are absolutely right. These passages in Talmud tell us something both quite profound and, you know, from a distance and the vantage point of time that we are in, they can sometimes even feel a little bit disturbing. But I think there is something quite moving and quite profound that emerges from this passage in Talmud. And that is the way that we look at spouses together, particularly involving vows that they may have. There is no question that in Jewish life and in Jewish law, when two spouses come together and are married, they still have independent lives for one another. We don't allow the husband or the wife to govern one another like a tyrant. God forbid, nothing could be farther from the truth. But there is something in Jewish law that recognizes that when two people get together in marriage, they actually create a unified unit that in some regards is no longer two individuals like a partnership, but it is a third unit where each of them have an equal stake and it creates a third entity, which is the marital union, the relationship itself. And that is why in this passage of Talmud, we see something very strange. Generally, there are a lot of restrictions in what you're able to annul a vow. We don't just willy-nilly make vows. And certainly even people who are married can't go and annul one another's vows for no reason. However, there are areas, particularly in intimate life, where vows are able to be annulled with a lot less restriction. And I believe the reason is, is that in any relationship, there are really three entities. There is one spouse, the other spouse, that's two entities. There is a third entity, which is the intimate inner life of the marriage itself. And that is not two individuals coming together. It is a third entity that represents 
almost this amalgam of both of them together. And it's in that very intimate space of people's marital lives that we no longer operate under the normal terms of just this transactional work of, I hope it's okay, let me get your permission. But it really requires a joint concession where we come together in a marriage in the inner sanctums of our lives and ensure that the way that we treat one another is not just the way that we treat one another as consumers or in the marketplace or making sure that we're not offended or embarrassed, but almost operating as a unified entity in the holiest space of Jewish life, which is not the shul, it is not the place where we go to study and study Torah, but it is the inner sanctums of our marital life. That is the holiest place in Jewish life. It is literally described as the inner sanctum, the Kodesh Kadashim, the holy of holies is, so to speak, that inner world of married life. And that is why in this area, the level of consent and the level of communication has to be even higher that one spouse does not, God forbid, create a wall separating them from their spouse. So beautiful. Rabbi David Bashevkin, thank you as ever for being our guest. My absolute pleasure. This has been Take One. If you enjoy the show, and I hope that you do, please go rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or on whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. And get your Take One t-shirts and mugs at tabletstudios.com. Each week, we will be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Daf Yomi. Take One is a Tablet Studios production. The show is hosted by me, Leah Leibowitz, and is produced and edited by Daron Ruskay, Quinn Waller, and Ellie Blyer. Our team also includes Stephanie Butnick, Josh Cross, Tanya Singer, Courtney Hazlett, Robert Scaramuccia, Mark Oppenheimer, and Sarah Fedmanator. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You can find us on Twitter at takeonedafyomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we have made your day a little more Talmudic. <laughs>